Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. Listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. And as always, I am glad you're here with me. Very grateful. Send me a DM. Send me an email. Happy for all of them. I don't know if your day's just starting. I don't know if your day's ending. I don't know what the hell you're doing. What the hell do I know? But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I have to kick things off, as always, by saying I am grateful that I'm sober. I mean that. I really mean it. I'm not sober. I have nothing. It's not lost on me. It's so easy to forget that. Get sober and just get all caught up in all kinds of other bullshit. Thinking I deserve this or I deserve that and this should look like this and now I need this and all that bullshit. Easy to get all caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, but dude. No, there's no yeah, but dude. Grateful to be sober. First and foremost, that gratitude changes my perception of the day and of everything that happens in it. So I'm not some grabby, entitled, needy son of a bitch like I was when I first got sober and years after that. So one of my sponsees, you know, we're, we're not allowed to, uh, see people in person. One of my sponsees finished his fourth step and was ready to do his fifth step. And he's in a sober living. There's people there with incredible sobriety. He said, what should I do? I said, what does the big book say to do? Bottom line, he read his fifth step to a complete stranger. And he said it was mind-blowing. I don't know if you're one of those people who feels like your sponsees are your possession. You know? No, you're going to read it with me. It's got to be with me. I'm the only one who knows you. I'm the only one who can do this. I'm holding you accountable. 
has to be me. I, I know you. You're mine. I don't feel any of that. It was driven home to me that the point of a fifth step is to confirm that I'm being honest with myself and with God. And that's it. So he selected someone. And he's flying high today. I didn't want to hold him up. And I didn't want to do it on Zoom myself. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that at all. I'm having incredible experiences on Zoom. Intimate conversations on Zoom. But with this person, that felt right. It just felt right. It was an intuitive thought. Felt right. I don't know. My sobriety is between me and God. And uh, that's how I feel about it. That's how I was taught. That's in agreement with what the big book says. And yeah, I'm happy for him. I don't know, you know. Just, you know, most people that I know, I think, would have a hard time just cutting their sponsee loose to go do something with someone else. But to me, it feels like the most natural thing in the world. I'm not, I'm a human power. I'm not going to relieve anyone of their alcoholism. That's going to be, it's between them and their higher power what happens. You're either honest or you're not honest. You're either willing or you're not willing. You're either open-minded or you're not open-minded. The way it was explained to me, it's that simple. Those are the essentials. Honest, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. If you have those things, you can't fail. But you have to have those things. A sponsor cannot give you those things. Ever. That is an inside job. Anyways, today I wanted to read a little passage from the family afterward. I'm going to start in the middle of the paragraph, the last paragraph on page 128. Like a gaunt prospector, belt drawn in over the last ounce of food, our pick struck gold. So, a gaunt prospector. Mining. Starving. Last ounce of food in our stomach. Near death, and then our pick struck gold. Joy at our release from a lifetime of frustration knew no bounds. They're talking about a dad in this scenario. So it says, Father feels he has struck something better than gold. For a time, he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. For a time, 
he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. He's so relieved from his release from a lifetime of frustration. He's so ecstatic about this. He feels it's better than gold, and he's going to try and hug it to himself. And then it goes on. He may not see at once. He has barely scratched a limitless load, which will pay dividends only if he mines it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product. And this makes me think about the three things that I have most commonly witnessed in Alcoholics Anonymous. And again, for the millionth time, I'm not a spokesman for Alcoholics Anonymous. I have witnessed three things more commonly than anything else. And I will start with what I have witnessed the most of. And that is somebody coming in to Alcoholics Anonymous and doing nothing. Talking a lot. Planning a lot. Contemplating a lot. But ultimately not really taking any action. Say so that's the most common thing. And I get it. I did that for years before I got sober. So I understand. Second most common thing I was reminded of from this reading. Second most common thing I see, somebody will come to AA and they will get their life back and they will get sober and they will be placed in a position of neutrality concerning alcohol and drugs and they will get jobs and they will get on with their lives and they will hug the new treasure to themselves. That is the second most common thing. It's tempting to hug the treasure to myself. I have gone through periods where I have done that. Not for long, though. Not for long. but I have done it. And I have been tempted to do it many, many times. I don't continue to go to meetings because I'm bored or because I'm tempted to drink or because I feel like I need a meeting to be reminded that I'm an alcoholic. I go to meetings continuously 
to try to do what that spiritual passage I just read says I need to do. Mine it and give it away. That's why I go. I went to three meetings yesterday. Going to two meetings today. I have an objective and a goal, which is to mine this that is better than gold and give it away. And sometimes giving it away is just being there, sitting there, listening, being present for someone else. And sometimes I'll be moved to share. And maybe I'm helping someone that way. I never know. But that's my goal. Trying not to hug the treasure. Because I I have it made. I want for nothing. I'm not in a position to complain about a thing. It would be very easy to just forget why I'm in this position. I'm in this position because of Alcoholics Anonymous and because of God. I'm not in this position because of anything else. Really easy to forget that. Really easy. Especially when you feel good and your brains have returned and you feel like you could, you know, go on without it. Go on without giving any of it back. I feel an obligation to Alcoholics Anonymous. But not everybody does. Again, most second common thing I see. People will get their pick will strike gold and they'll be set free from years of frustration. And they will get on with their lives. can't do that. I can't do that because I just, I can't get out of my head the thought that there's people who um, to me that just just imagine somebody down the street, maybe, you know maybe I'm supposed to, I don't know it just feels selfish to me Usually when I have this conversation, this is when I'm tuned out. Someone's telling me about how busy they are. 
how much more full their life is. And I don't understand. I just don't understand. If I understood, if my life was a real life like theirs, then I would be singing a different tune. If I had a real life full of like real things like them. This is normally that part of the conversation. And I don't argue. I'm not in a position to argue or judge or anything. I don't know. This is just how I feel about it. And I know what the book says right there. And I don't want to alter the recipe. I love being sober. Being present, having self-esteem, having a sense of purpose. I love it. I love it. I don't know. Felt like reading that today. a good one are you in one of those categories the third thing is that third thing I see is that people come and they change your life and they give it away they continue to give it away that's the least common thing unfortunately I think but it doesn't matter what anybody else does I am trying to live a life that warrants the grace that has been bestowed upon me. And that's it. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. Am I doing that? No. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to repay God an Alcoholics Anonymous for the life I have. I don't think it's possible. But I want to be pointed in that direction, giving it a shot. (laughs) So it's the weekend. It's Friday. Do you have big plans this weekend? Are you going to put your mask on and get in your car and drive around and trip out? (laughs) Maybe you're at a place that's open again. Opening. Maybe you're going to stay home. Watch fun things. I'm excited about the weekend. Um, I'm going to, when I'm done recording this, I'm going to log on to Zoom and see those friends I was telling you about in Canada. Talk to one of them for a while. And then I'm going to go to my meeting that I go to every day. And then I was invited to a meditation meeting. Um, Sounds very fascinating. And uh, my wife and I are both going to go to that. And then it's just going to be a fun weekend. Have some coffee later in the afternoon. Grill something out on the barbecue. 
tomorrow back to the park to run like a lunatic. But after that, there's a small mom-and-pop place in town I've been getting breakfast from on the weekends to support them. And uh, I've come to look forward to it a lot. Sit in the car and have a veggie omelet, a tapatio, sauce packs. You know, you can make anything romantic and special if you want, even that stuff. All right. And I'll say it again before I go to anyone who needs to hear it. I know someone needs to hear it. Maybe you're the one who needs to hear it. Everything's okay. Everything is okay. I know what it feels like to be thoroughly convinced that it's not okay. I've lived in pitch black. I say to you, as someone who has gone through that many times, everything's okay. You ever have one of those days where you just don't feel funny at all? You don't even feel like trying to be funny? I'm having one of those days. I don't even feel like trying it. I don't give a shit. You're probably thinking, um, I've never heard you do anything funny. And you're a little bit delusional. Yeah, and I could not argue with that. All right, I'm out of here. That's it. My tea's gone, and that's it. I'm done. I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. Thank you.